Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. Welcome back to Bink at Night, 7 o'clock hour. Jay Binkley, Nick Price producing the operation. You know what's funny, Nick? I'm not getting any more text on why we should have got Kumar Rocker. Like, the Mets didn't like like his physical stuff. Boris says he's healthy. Now he can go play independent ball. Luke Hochaver once did this. Sometimes, sometimes teams know more than than we think they do. You know what I'm saying? Just saying. I mean, I always look back to 2017 NFL draft. Chiefs traded up. I thought for sure they were going to take Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. <laughs> but, it happens, hey, man. Turns out they knew a little bit more about the guy that they wanted, and I'd say that worked out. Sometimes good things happen. You know what I mean? Sometimes uh, the right thing does end up happening. But it's time to change your attention to those Kansas City Chiefs. Ron Kopp is one of the uh, lead analysts for ArrowheadPride.com. This is the Out of Structure podcast with Matt Stagner as well. He was up at practice today filling in. We'll talk to uh, Ron in just a second. Uh, One of the things I do want to ask him, though, I want to talk about this offensive line. Because they wrote a lot, a lot about the offensive line today. Who's getting looks? Can we have three rookies maybe starting in this league? But anyway, he joins us now. Ron Kopp, ArrowheadPride.com. Good evening, Ron. Hey, Jay. What's up with you? I'm doing good. Just, uh, you know, uh, getting into more practices. It's, it's nice to, to have some football to react to. And in tomorrow's the, where they put the full pads on. They haven't quite done it yet. But they're still out there hitting each other and mixing things up and getting some of the timing uh, things right. What did you? What was your kind of biggest takeaway today? Because I, I just read your uh, – and I, I suggest anybody do this. ArrowheadPride.com. The Daily Notebook, Pete Sweeney, Ron Kopp, they get these guys uh, do this great. Too. So whatever you missed, it's written down there uh, from even the weather, you name it, the injuries, you name it. So it's a great resource to go look at. I know you were part of that today, too, as well, Ron. But uh, well, what, did, what, what came out mostly to you? Yeah, so you mentioned how they're not getting on full pads until tomorrow, but I do think I could still take away the fact that I think the defensive line – uh, worked the offensive line pretty good today, especially in run defense. There was a, it was a pretty long stretch of plays when the first team offense and defense are going at each other, where the defense, every run play was just, there was someone in the hole. The ball carrier was stopped right then and there. I know, obviously, right now no one's getting tackled to the ground, so it's, it's harder to see that the defense succeeded on that play because the back keeps going. 
But Jaron Reed had a, a lot of uh, two or three plays where he was right there in the backfield penetrating, getting past the Trey Smith or someone on the interior. Frank Clark was beating Orlando Brown on the edge at some point. And then also you just have Chris Jones making plays in the backfield as well, penetrating. So I, that stuck out to me a lot, the defensive line making plays in the run defense. And in the past game, I, I, I noted Colin Saunders had a really quick win on a rep and pass rush versus LDT in the second team O versus D. So the defensive line was kind of the star of the show today, I would say. There was a lot of big plays happening from that uh, group. Yeah, and Colin Saunders, one of those guys who really needs to step up, you know, to make this roster. It's not going to be easy, just like one, two, three. But, yeah, the, the defense had a better day today. At least that's what even Eric Bieniemy uh, talked about a little bit in his press conference. But what about the offensive line and some of the injuries that are opening up some things? Uh, well, we know we got Trey Smith out there. We know we have Creed Humphrey out there as far as the rookies are concerned. But with Mike Rimmers, you know, being hampered up and sidelined, it's given an opportunity for Lucas Niang. Andrew Wiley was in the mix there as well. What were your impressions about Niang uh, today? Well, you saw Niang actually come out for a few plays. Uh, Wiley got a, a few reps in at first team right tackle. And you saw uh, Niang get it kind of talking to by the coaches a little bit, maybe kind of you know trying to emphasize a point before he went back out there and kept playing. That's always something to note. The you know he, he needed a coaching point so bad, they took him out for a few plays and really thoroughly explained it to him. But he was right back in after a couple of plays. I did notice Kane Doe uh, beat him around the edge and blew up a a PA rollout, a play action rollout of Mahomes's to the right. I, I know Kane Doe really got the best of that interchange on that on one play. So Niang had his ups and downs. He also handled himself pretty well. Uh, with Clark and Jones at times too, you know, and and like we say, we, there's, the full pads aren't on, so it's harder to tell who's winning, who's losing the benches. But I think Niang's having, a, you know, a, a rookie training camp. You know, he's had his ups, he's had his downs, and the coaches are going to make sure he learns from those mistakes, and and that's good to see that they're really coaching him up. And the best part about it is when those pads do go on, we have the one-on-one drills. So you've got like a Trey Smith head up, Jaron Reed, only them, and you get to see, you know, kind of who wins that battle. What did you think about Trey Smith today? Yeah, so Trey Smith, uh, he had he had one play particularly I, I recalled where Jaron Reed just got past him real quick, uh, penetrated the backfield, made a play. It would have been a tackle for loss and full speed drill. So you know Trey Smith's still learning. I think part of that, part of the reason he wasn't uh, you know a first round pick or anything was that he has a lot of raw talent. But he he also I you know in my in his college shape you can see. There's a lot of times there's a little unbalanced with his technique and, and gets himself on the ground just because he might be a little over his skis and, and his leverage and everything. But it's a lot of technique stuff that he's always had to work on no matter when he was drafted. It's, that was always something he needed to work on. But the talent is there, and he's still owning that right guard position. He didn't let LDT get one rep of right guard first team today, which I, I still continue to think is, is very notable how LDT is not getting any real run at right guard so far. Smith has really owned that position, and and yeah, he's you know besides a few plays here and there, which is going to happen with a rookie, he's been he's been very good. Yeah, Bienemy even talked about that today in his press conference. Where he's talking about you know getting the communication down because those guys will have to communicate. You know, the rookies on the offensive line and they don't have that veteran experience. But flipping over to the defensive side, it was really the defensive day today, which is always good to see, in my opinion. Uh, Willie Gay, Nick Bolton got interceptions today. Darius Harris got an interception today. Of course, that happens. Ben Neiman. Hampered with injuries, not in there. Anthony Hitchens still working back from the hamstring, so it gave those younger guys. And by the way, this weekend on Saturday, both Gay and Bolton wore the green dot to call the signals for the defense. 
but it looked like the defense, because I've gone back and watched some of these things, looked like Bolton and Willie Gay both really nice reads on Mahomes' throws. Yeah, so the Willie Gay one, uh, you know, at first you, you see it and it's, and it's eye-popping because you really saw him read his eyes and jump right in front of Hardman, who, who was expecting the ball. Gay just made a, a great break on the ball, jumped in front of it, and got a pick, and had a lot of room to return. But when you kind of – I've seen some clips and you look back at it, uh, he might have – who knows if he was in the right position is what I'll say, I guess. He might have been a little, you know, uh, cheating the coverage, may not be in his full responsibility – which is something to monitor, you know, you, you, you want to be in your, you know, if, if he was abandoning coverage to make that play, you know, that might not be good against, you know, if the quarterback was smart enough to, you know, to, to find where Gay was vacating. I will say on the Nick Bolton one, it was mostly miscommunication between Mahomes and Noah Gray, and, that, and that's going to come, you know, with that kind of stuff as a rookie receiver. Uh, Noah Gray, and, and who knows if it was Mahomes or Noah Gray, but Gray's running a shallow cross across the field, and then he stops instead of continuing towards the sideline. And Mahomes uh, anticipated him going towards the sideline more, threw it like like he was, and Bolton was just right there with no one around because Gray stopped. So that's where it's you know it's hard to tell if, if Gray should have sat down or maybe Mahomes should have understood that he was supposed to sit down. Either way, it was a miscommunication. And so those are still good reactionary plays by the defense by Gay and Bolton being athletes and making plays. And then Darius Harris, as I will say, was was he ripped it away from Kelsey's hands. It was thrown behind Kelsey by Mahomes. But Darius Harris ripped it away and secured that interception. So that was good to see an aggressive play. All three, you know, they, they were good plays for sure. But there was definitely some things, that, you know, with the offense that they could have done better on their end to prevent it. One thing on defense, one Thornhill exited with a growing injury. Um, the safeties, we get Sorensen back there and the Honey Badger. But then there's guys like Devin Key, you know, undrafted rookie trying to make this team. And then, and then you got guys like DiCaprio Boodle that uh, came over from the University of Nebraska that was in some dime today with the Kansas City Chiefs, there could be some open opportunities for some of these safeties that we mentioned to make this team. Yeah, you mentioned DiCaprio Boodle. I thought that was interesting today. You know, first team on air uh, was running their dime personnel just running through some things. And they had Boodle shadowing Sneed, kind of, you know, making sure he kind of understood the role, kind of just learning it without – some more mental reps without uh, doing the physical reps necessarily. He was really the only reserve defender that was not, you know, on the field at the time for the first team. You know, everyone everyone else was in their own little drill on the other side of the field, and they kept Boodle with the first team defense kind of walking through some stuff. So that's always notable. You know, they, they may want to test him out and see if he can handle himself, uh, you know, once preseason comes around, and, and that might, you know, give him a chance of making this roster. The key has been has been – already, you know, really inserted in the first-team defense in, in terms of a reserve. Uh, you know, Thornhill and him were kind of the second-team safeties besides behind Sorensen and Matthew before. Okay, so they, so they had, when you watched it, they had Key over at the safety. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah it was, That's it was his Juan natural and position. Key back there. And, and we know Armani Watts has been hurt and has not been practicing. He, he practiced individual drills today, but not on a team basis. We'll see what happens when he comes back. But, yeah, Key must have really inserted himself in, it seems like he's playing over Will Parks, the veteran safety they signed this offseason. So uh, right now, if you had to make a, a, a guesstimation, uh, you definitely say Key is, is making the team over Will Parks. Well, I tell you what, he, you know, he's a, he's a known guy that comes up and hits you. Like he, he's known for. I mean, it's amazing he didn't get drafted. To be quite honest with you, kind of one of those guys that fell through the cracks. But that's what this year was going to be about. Yeah, and, and, and who knows if, if, if that's kind of what they're getting at. Is, is they want they kind of know he's a hard hitter, and that's what's going to show up when they start putting the pads on. So right now they're getting him in a 
a good position to kind of know the defense and everything. So he really can be comfortable and just go full speed once the pads come on, not have to think as much, and then kind of show off his ability in that sense of being a box safety and making plays against the run. So maybe that's, that's what we're getting at. Maybe this week we'll see that more. Yeah, he's he's impressive. Devin Key started 49 to 50 games. People aren't sure who we're talking about. Western Kentucky, 350 career tackles. Set the program's FBS era record for tackles. So this guy can hit. He can hit for losses. Um, this, was, this was a guy that's got a lot of run, undrafted again. Darrell Williams, undrafted. You know, Byron Pringle, undrafted. The Chiefs do have those guys. They do fall through the cracks in the NFL. Ron, it is hard to believe that in, what, uh, three days? We've got NFL football with the Hall of Fame game. In 12 days, the Kansas City Chiefs play. It's kind of difficult to think. Well, it's a great thing to think that football is that close to us. Yeah, and and, and I'm in, getting into coaching now. Uh, you know, practice has started. We've got, we got full weeks of practice ahead of us. So it, it's football season for sure. And uh, we're only we're only a month away now from regular season. Well, a little more than a month away. But we're, we're getting to the regular season. We're almost there. So I'm excited. It is. And, Ron, just uh, you were up there. One thing I noticed uh, Saturday – uh, it was just all the fans that were back and how the players kind of thrived off the fans. You know, they would clap, they would cheer. Some of the players really, you know, start encouraging the fans and everything. Don't know how you felt, but uh, it just showed how much how much appreciation I think these players have towards the fans. Oh, I'm sure they miss them. I mean, especially being a if you're a Chiefs veteran and been around for a while, you get so used to Arrowhead. Couldn't imagine what it was like to play last year without you know, a big group of fans cheering you on that when you're playing at Arrowhead. So I'm sure they are very excited. I, yeah, I thought Chris Jones kind of take, take a few seconds the other day and, and turn around to the fans and, and start riling them up. They love it, you know, especially a guy like Jones. And, and it's only going to make this team better, just having that kind of fuel to, to motivate, you know, their motivation from the fans. No question. That's Chris Jones right there. Also, I will say this, Ron. I'll leave you with this. Uh, you, we've talked before. Teams I have in that second tier, that second bubble with the Colts, I got to sadly remove him from that bubble, my man. Um, with Carson Wentz going to be out five to twelve weeks, Jacob Eason, the quarterback there now, seen a lot of him in college. If they do go out, Nick Foles, get Nick Foles. How weird would that be for? Uh, how how weird would that be for Carson Wentz? I mean, just thinking about the possibility makes me cringe. Yeah, well, it, the more I think about it, or you know, in hindsight now, you know, hindsight is in twenty twenty, but. How did they not have a better backup quarterback situation going in with Carson Wentz? I don't know. You think they would have secured, you know, maybe not even a Foles, but maybe they would have kept Brissett. I know Brissett's kind of demanded a good chunk of money for a backup maybe, but there's some veteran backups they could have secured before the season. Knowing a guy like Wentz is, you know, he does have his injury proneness. And they, they went ahead and just had Jacob Eason and Sam Ellinger behind him, which, you know, obviously are two very young quarterbacks and experienced quarterbacks. And so, yeah, that's, it is kind of a, a nail in the coffin for them a little bit without having Wentz because they just have no good option behind them. If they do get fulls, you know, that's that's great. It was magical that one time. I would not put money that that's going to happen again, especially if you're talking about a, throughout an entire season. You know, if it was just a little stretch late in the season, I'd have a little more confidence than fulls over a 16-game season. That's his inconsistencies will kind of show up a little more, you know, that big of a sample size. I mean, it could because I'm looking at it. Justin Fields and Dalton there. I mean, you know, what's Foles going to do? I mean, it makes perfect sense, but who knows? We'll see what happens. Talk to the Ron Cop from ArrowheadPride.com. Check out his podcast. Check out the great work he's doing in the daily notebook that comes out from Arrowhead Pride. 
Ron.com. Thanks a lot, Ron. Enjoy football tonight. Appreciate you, Jay. Ron will be out coaching tonight because the preseason Cowboys and Steelers get going Thursday night. That's it, Nick. Three nights. Kind of unbelievable, right? Then you get essentially football every single week. We made it. What's uh, t- today's the second? That'd be the fifth. Chiefs play the fourteenth. It's here. It's every single week. There's going to be football now, until we get into February. It's we, time, man. It's I know. Here. It's here, bro. We made it. We finally made it. We finally made it. Can't wait for it. But I did mention it briefly there with with uh, with Ron. I've got the second bubble for the Chiefs. Like I have the Chiefs on one side of the Grand Canyon. I've got a group of teams on the other. One team <laughs> gone. Losing all my expectations at this point, Nick. Explain next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Big at Night, Jay Binkley, Nick Price, producing the operation. Can't wait till 7.30. Talk to Nick Bromberg from Yahoo about the uh, Quinn Ewers, number one quarterback in the country, leaving South Lake, leaving high school a year early. You might say how he does that. Well, he has like a class or so he's doing online. But he could, if he finishes up in time, still get with Ohio State in training camp this year besides waiting till next year. Says it's not a financial decision. And you might tell me, you might be looking at me and saying, oh, your ass. It's not a financial decision. Well, his dad works like, like an oil company or something. I think they got money. I think they got money. But this is, he says, about opportunity quarterback. It's also about you getting your own bag, buddy. It's, it's also about you getting your bag. You didn't want to get injured playing high school football again? So we'll talk to a – this could happen here. This could happen anywhere. But how the hell do you graduate a year early? Like, how do you get on that play? How do you get on that train? Like, how do you get on the, that fast? You, you can graduate early. I don't know. We'll talk to Nick Bromberg coming up about that. I mentioned there's a, a bubble. I don't know who you have in your second bubble, Nick, to me. It's the Chiefs on one side of the of the cliff. And over here, I have the Browns. And no, I didn't jump the bandwagon like everybody else is on the Browns. I've been saying this for months, so don't at me on that. Browns, Colts, or Browns, Bills, Colts, Ravens. Not necessarily exactly in that order, but that group of teams. The Patriots, I would, because they won seven games, but last year they spent the most in free agency. This year they spent a lot. They spent $137.5 million. But the Cam Newton, Mac Jones dynamic, they're not ready for prime time. The Dolphins, 
won double-digit games with Tua. I don't know if they're ready for the next step because I'm not sure Tua still knows the playbook. Sit in. So we'll see what happens there. So not ready to put them in primetime. Tennessee, yeah, they brought in Julio Jones, but he can't play defense. And that defense sucks. And Bud Dupree and their first-round pick are on the pup list right now. So don't give me Tennessee either. Taking the Indianapolis Colts off. Taking the Colts off because of this. Here's Ian Rampaport from NFL Network. Carson Wentz is going to have surgery to repair his foot today. This is the news coming from Coach Frank Reich just really a couple minutes ago and closes the book on a saga that really, I would say, was interesting and kind of went back and forth all weekend ever since Carson Wentz suffered that foot injury that took him off the practice field. The options for him was rest and rehab a couple days to see if it came down the answer to being have surgery now because the, the rest and rehab, though, that's clearly what Carson Wentz originally wanted to possibly stay on the field. It just was seemed to be prolonging the inevitable. So instead, surgery today, uh, the timetable is really a wide one. It's five weeks. That would be the earliest. Seems incredibly early, but theoretically possible, according to Frank Reich, or as much as 12 weeks. And what they are going to do is remove a bone that got dislodged. It's probably going to be 12 weeks, Nick. We're talking about dislodging bones. Removing bones. Yeah. So they got Jacob <laughs> yeah. Eason that are back up right there. Here's, here's two teams' reasons why they wanted to see Carson Wentz play. All right? Carson Wentz, if, if he plays, 75% of the snaps, the Eagles, that second-round pick from the trade turns into a first-rounder. So the Eagles, you know, you talk about the Sean Watts and all this because they have 30 first-round picks next year. Well, it can only be two if Carson doesn't play to 75%, which, to be honest with you, it looks like that's going to stay a second-round pick at this yeah. point. Number two, if Wentz plays 70% of the snaps in 2021 and they make the playoffs, okay, that can't happen if it's on the short end of the time. Maybe, maybe. Still a stretch. Still a stretch. So, Colts, I love your offensive line. I know Costanzo retired. Braden Smith, a local guy out of – Olate the South just got a huge contract like he deserves. Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly. Love that line job. The Taylor, third leading rusher. There's a lot to like. Michael Pittman coming back, healthy now. Second round pick. You know, Paris Campbell back. Again, he's healthy. Second round pick. Wide receiver, T.Y. Hilton back. The Colts were the uh, number two team in the NFL last year in explosive plays. People don't like to mention that when they talk about the team, but they were. That's fact. But regardless, what are their options now? Well, Jacob Eason is now their starting quarterback until he is not, and, and they really don't have, as of right now, a veteran in camp to come in and, and kind of take some reps and, and stabilize some things. They do have some options across the NFL. You can't talk about possible options for the Indianapolis Colts without saying the name Nick Foles. He is currently in Chicago. It does huh. seem like the Bears would move him and his salary for the right price. They don't need a high-priced third-string quarterback. question for the Colts would be, do they bring in Nick Foles and take over for Carson Wentz again, like he did in Philly. Uh, a lot going on there. We'll see if the Indianapolis Colts decide to go that route. Another one is actually right behind me, Gardner Minshew, the former starter in, in Jacksonville and just seems like someone who would be potentially available for the right price if a quarterback needy team like the Colts would be interested. Those are a couple of the options, but obviously it goes without saying I would expect the Colts to add a veteran quarterback at some point. Ian Rapport, NFL Network, says this, but he did bring up the name. The name Nick Foles. Does this ring a bell from Philly, right? Frank Leck was there as offensive coordinator. Foles goes down, was having an MVP-like season. 
or excuse me, Wentz goes down, Foles takes over, right? Gets his shine. Can you imagine a situation? <laughs> Can you imagine a situation where Nick Foles comes into Indy to be the quarterback? Now, I I think stuff has kind of passed him because he never really parlayed that Super Bowl into a productive career after that, did he? He just no. cut the magic potion at the right time, right? right. Well, I mean, he has but to be. Been, but he does have it. He did win a Super Bowl, so. Yeah. He's but, a back-against-the-wall kind of guy. But can you clearly. imagine, man? Oh, it'd be hilarious. Carson Wentz getting his new place, his new time to shine. He's got to get the surgery now. They say could go, could have gone back to high school. He got it. Then here comes Nick, man. And we'll, we'll, <laughs> say, we'll, say, we'll say this team starts up 5-1. and one. And Nick's having a great year. Carson's healthy. He ain't getting his job back, bro. He's right, not. And <laughs> right when he thinks that he's finally out of the shadow of Nick Foles and what he did in Philly... Because the, the Colts would have two reasons not to do it. One, they don't want to have that second-round pick turn into a first-round pick to Philly. Justification, we'll let the 70% of snaps go by. Then maybe we'll put uh, Carson in if we're losing some games or whatever. No harm, no foul. I can't, I, if I'm Carson Wentz, I'm like, this sucks, man. Yeah. And I'm sure Nick and him are cool. We're Super Bowl champions. I'm sure they're cool, but still there's got to be this man. Not you, dude. Yeah, right, like anybody else. Like, like you, anybody bro. else. I mean, I like you, bro, but no, not, not, not now. <laughs> Stay, but he's in Chicago. It makes sense, right? Yeah, they need to get Justin rid of Justin Fields, Andy Dalton. They got to get Foles. rid of Foles yeah. one way or another. It's a great and, situation they have. Yeah. But regardless, so I thought that was kind of funny. Nick Bromberg, name, image, likeness, high school player skipping high school to go to college. We discussed it in that. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Bank at Night, Jay Binkley. Nick Price. College football. That's what I want to talk right now. We'll talk a little bit about it tomorrow morning. Festival of the morning. Being here at 6 a.m. I love me some college football. I'll be doing that on the pregame show with Art Haynes for the Chiefs. A little college, local college football. But at Yahoo Sports CFB on Twitter, where you follow him on Twitter, at Nick Bromberg, one of the best in the business, my go-to guy. What's up, Nick? Bank, how's it going, man? Just a great evening oh. on the porch watching the Olympics. I'm oh. loving that. Man, it is. I love watching the Olympics, too. I'm addicted to it. It's on, like, seven different channels. Have you found every single channel it's on yet? Yes, I, I have. I, I tried to. I did at one point have every single channel that was on uh, at the same time uh, last week. So do we got CNBC sometimes. MSNBC, are they are they showing it at all? I know Olympic Channel is. I think that's probably owned by NBC if they are. It is. I mean, USA and NBC Sportsnet, which is going to okay. go away at the end of the year. And there may be, like, one more that I'm – another network that I'm forgetting. But And then also, also, you know, obviously I've been getting up in the morning and stuff and watching the, the, live, the live stream feature on Peacock to watch all the stuff live that's a good show on the tape play tonight. It's a lot of fun. Glad they're doing it. It's, it's been a lot of fun. But, Nick, I had to call you about this. I've been meaning to talk to you about this, but it wasn't done yet. It wasn't done yet. And I said, you know what? Once this issue happens, I want to ask Nick Bromberg, who covers college football over at Yahoo Sports, what he thinks about this. I'm talking about the number one college football recruited quarterback in the nation. Quinn Ewers out of South Lake Carroll. Big-time program with Riley Dodge down there. I mean, talking big-time. Chase Daniel went down. It's a big-time program in the state of Texas, all right? He's going to Ohio State. Thought he was going to go to Texas. He changed his mind. He's going to Ohio State with Ryan Day. So you get the top-ranked top quarterback, 
And he said, you know what, maybe I'll just skip my senior year and I'll go enroll in Ohio State. Now, the problem with this, Nick, is I guess Texas won't acknowledge your nil when you're in high school. But it's also the fact that he's got to do online courses. Is it one course or more course he has to finish? So he needs he needs one course. Directly. One, and he, okay. And he can get that done quickly with the way that obviously learning has changed so dramatically in the era of COVID. But you know, you touched on this. This is an absolute. You know, politics are just kind of a mess right now in the state of Texas, and this is separate from that. But this is part of the larger political mess. And the Texas state government screwed this one up. If it wasn't for the Texas state government, Quinn Ewers is going to be playing his senior season of high school football and will be joining the Ohio State quarterback room in 2022. But because when Texas drafted their uh, name, image, likeness law for college athletes, they prohibited any high school athlete in the state from making money off of his or her own name, image, and likeness. That is why Ewers is in the position he's in, and that's why he's saying, hey, look, I, I can do this, so I'm, I'm going to Ohio State. And I, I want to... I want to stress that this is, you know, pretty. I think this is going to be a very unique circumstance. We're not going to see a rash of high schoolers um, who okay. are who are doing this, just because, you know, I don't think there's going to be many high schoolers who are in Ewers' situation when it comes to the ability to go to college early, just simply because of the amount of classes. A lot of guys are going to have, um, you know, full years worth of classes, but if you know you get college credits, if you work, done some stuff, you only need one core credit to get into Ohio State. He's in that position, so this is a unique. Pers- situation from that perspective but you have to look at it again too on the whole it is caused by the way that texas drafted in state law yep. so you can bet that texas is going to be revisiting this and i don't know for certain how many other states have similar provisions to this but i guarantee you that other states can do this too because you, you lose quinn Ewers in texas and that's that's a big deal don't get me wrong but if let's I think a great example would be Doriel Green Beckham when he was the number one recruit in the country, and, and you know he's in Missouri. Missouri losing the number one recruit in the country because he wants to go play college football a year earlier is a bigger deal to high school football in the state of Missouri than it is to high school football in the state of Texas. I think other states are going to be going, okay, did we screw this up? We need to add an amendment to this to to make sure that you know these kids who are marketable right now don't end up in the same situation Quinn Ewers is in right now. Yeah, with viewers going to now, keep in mind, had he chose Texas, you know, they probably would have already started working on a bill to kind of change this. But I am curious though, because and here's the thing: this isn't a money grab. I mean, I know people might look at this, you know, on the outside and say, "Okay, this is a money grab." He wants to get, he wants to get the nail. That's why why he wants to go there. Well, maybe it has to do with him not wanting to get hurt, go to Ohio State, learn how to be a pro. His his dad works for like a gas and oil company, right? They they've said that like money's not an issue. Like they yes. they have means. Yes, and, it, and it's ownership. In a, there, there's an ownership stake in a kombucha company that's also involved in this as well. I mean, he's, he's, oh really? Yeah, yeah. So he's looking. I think there is the potential, I, and I'm always a little wary of when numbers get thrown about in these contexts. I, there is the alleged potential for his. The name, image, and likeness stuff that is on the table now to be similar in the neighborhood of what Bryce Young has had, or yeah, what Bryce Young has had at Alabama, mm, which has been reported to got eight hundred thousand dollars. So, in terms of the deals that he has signed for the next two years as, as the Alabama starting quarterback, so you know, viewers are looking at that too because again, when you are the Ohio State quarterback, you are in a position, you are the one of the most famous athletes in the state of Ohio. I and mean, obviously he has the most famous high school football player in the state of Texas this year. 
So, you know, this is a very, again, it's a very unique circumstance uh, led to by a number of factors. But, as you just said, you know, these kids need to be able to do this. And not only for yours is he starts the clock getting money at Ohio State for the next three years. He also shortens up his, his NFL clock by a year because he is now going to potentially be a first-round draft pick one year sooner than he was originally going to be. And that is one more precious year of potential playing time in the NFL to make contract and endorsement money when you are QB1. Okay. Ideally, see, a they, really good franchise. Okay, so you think the NFL won't do that, though? They're, they'll take away the three years post-high school because it technically would be three years after high school where the NFL say, well, this was his senior year in high school coming up here 21-22, or will they go by their standard rule now three years out of high school? I think they're going to go by the graduation date. Okay. So if he's going to graduate okay. this summer, Do it. You know, he'll, be, he'll have just three years of high school or three years of college football, and he'll be eligible for the draft. And let me count in here, 22, 23, 24. Uh, on Pete Thamel's article over on Yahoo Sports, um, talking about the state-by-state basis at the high school level, Texas is one of the few states with the law that explicitly forbids it. So, Nick, it looks like there could be a lot of states out there these high school kids could start rolling in some cash early. Yeah, absolutely, especially at the NCAA. And, and this is where I think you're not going to see it right away. But this is where this, this NCAA special constitutional convention that was just called for later in the year, um, that's where this is going to come into play. We're going to see a massive shift in the way that the NCAA governs college sports over the next six months. And there's going to be a lot of talk and a lot of um, discussion about – just what exactly that's going to look like, um, because how is this, because it's not only going to be name, image, and likeness. I, I think we're going to talk a lot about penalties and enforcement and, and what that's going to look like. But anyway, this is part of the giant overarching shift of the NCAA, because for the longest time, you know, if you were a high school athlete, you were then ineligible to, be, to play college athletics if you made money off your own likeness. Great example, SUNY Lee. You know, she would not be able to go to Auburn and basically be a millionaire yeah. off of what she did at the Olympics um, and to, unless this waiver was passed earlier this year. She's going to be the shining example of what this reform is doing in college sports. So Jeremy Bloom, I'm sure you remember him. Oh, yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah, the mogul skier. Yeah, so, you know, this is doing it, but absolutely right. You know, if you're the top recruit and you're getting you know, getting coverage by rival in 24-7, um, why not let the local car dealership put you in an ad or if you're a five-star guy? I mean, there's, there's a lot of local marketing opportunities here for these kids that they should be able to take them because they are good at what they do. Katie Ledecky, everyone at Stanford took advantage of her winning those gold medals, putting her on the billboard and everything. Hey, Katie goes here. Yep, exactly. And what, what a huge marketing tool there is, you know. And, and that's, what it, that's what kind of fascinates me about what Ryan Day has said about the name, image, and likeness. You know, in Big Ten Media Days, he – he suggested putting all of the name, image, and likeness money into a pool so that the backup offensive lineman uh, was able to get some name. Yeah, that's what Pinkle was. That's what, that's what Pinkle was suggesting too, because he didn't want to see friction. Yeah, and, and you know, and this is what drives me crazy. Is like, you know, the NFL works where the guy, the number fifty third guy in the NFL roster, gets paid less than the star quarterback. I mean, I mean, we all know that the special teamers on the Chiefs are not making anything what Patrick Mahomes is making. No. And I, I think everybody understands that. So I don't understand why that would be any different in a college locker room. And, and you know, I'm not trying to immediately disregard what Ryan Day and, and Gary Pinkle say, because they obviously have way more experience in, in college athletics than I do. But, you know, at the same time, you know, I think that is, I think that's a perspective shaped by years and years of, 
of the way the NCAA has run things where everything was quote-unquote equal. The scholarship that the star quarterback had was equal to the scholarship that the number three defensive lineman had. And so this is going to be a gradual... This has been a lot of change really fast. A lot of change is a long overdue, and it's happened really quickly. And I think there's still going to have to be some mindset shifts that are, are going to catch up to it, and it's going to take a little bit of time. And I'll be honest with you, Nick. You know, this this whole year with this pandemic, with these kids taking online courses, like it's amazing the amount of work they can do and at what speed. When high school used to not be an online deal. You know, you could take college courses online and stuff like that, but not really at the high school level like it is now, and that has really sped it up. I know this stuff firsthand, you know, with my own daughter, you know, as far as how quickly you can get through by doing the online courses. I think that's not really being talked about, but that's one thing COVID did bring is these kids sitting at the, in, in, their, in their bedrooms flying right through classes. Absolutely, because you, you think of it, it changes the paradigm of the school day. Because if you can if you can do an online class, the way that you're online, your classes are structured being online, and you can get your classwork done in half a day versus a full day. You then have the afternoon to train for your sport and go practice versus, you know, high school gets out at 3 o'clock, and then you still have a two, three-hour practice after that. You know, this changes the way that elite athletes, and even, you know, guys who are maybe going to be fighting for a small college scholarship, football scholarship, that changes the way that they can train and chase their football dreams because it's, the complete the way we used to do things is now completely shifted with learning changing the way it has over the last eighteen months. No question, Nick. I you know my stance on this. I'm glad they're finally for finally getting what they're worth. Money's too big out there not to pay them. We see what these super conferences are going to do with Texas and Oklahoma. They're going to be printing money by the yeah not this year. It would say they did go this year or, or excuse me in two years. It's going to be about three or four years for that cash cow comes in when the CBS contract's done, but. I do like high school football. I enjoy stuff like that. I just don't want to see the the crap, Nick. You know, some guy at some school getting big-time money, and then he hits a transfer portal, and then company coming back saying, where's my money, then hitting lawyers and lawsuits. and Like, I, I just hope it didn't get to that, Nick. I just, yeah, no, But you know it's absolutely. going to. It, it, that's the unfortunate side of this, but absolutely. I, I do think, you know, I, I do think I feel sorry uh, for – you know the school compliance offices, and they are really—they're really the ones working overtime here to yeah. make sure that everything is on the up and up, and making their rules, especially in states where there is no state law. You know, they're having to craft their own rules and figure out what is what they do for the players and get everybody on the same page on, on how they can on how they can um, enforce this and keep it above board. Uh, but you know, you mentioned Texas. Did you see that? Uh, Screenshot from the, the Texas hearing today where Jay Hartzell, Texas president, is speaking and Bob Boltby is getting the death stare in the background. <laughs> Man, I just got to get some more popcorn for that cat. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I I want that, like, put that on a giant poster and hang it up somewhere. I mean, the stare, Boltby was staring daggers in the, uh, the back of Hartzell's head. It was so funny. Well, it's the equivalent of Bob Bowlesby having a wife, having an affair in the next bedroom, and him not knowing yep. about it, and then all of a sudden he's faced with getting a lawyer. I mean, come on, dude. Open your eyes. But regardless, hey, Nick, uh, by the way, our text line tells us the golf channel as well. Forgot about that one because I did watch the golf on the golf channel. So Olympics is everywhere, my man. And I am very embarrassed that I didn't mention the golf channel because, like, I mean, I had, I had golf channel on literally every single day. <laughs> that's, that's bad. Well, Nick Bromberg, Yahoo Sports, give him, give him a follow at Yahoo Sports CFB. we got football starting up. 
We've got four more races. It's four more till NASCAR playoffs, right? Four more races? Yes. Yep. It, it, it's weird. I mean, it's like weird NASCAR uh, stop right now. NASCAR's back with the Olympic break this Sunday at Watkins Glen. They're going to run out August, and the playoffs begin in September. It's going to be a lot of fun. Follow Nick for all your, your NASCAR stuff as well. Thanks, Nick. Hey, thanks for having me. There you go, Nick Bromberg right there. If you have thoughts on that, 913-576-7610. We can theorize, but I'll tell you this much, Nick. My kid gets distracted easily. In the school setting, she got distracted easily. But when they made all those kids go home and start doing work from their computers, flew through it. No distractions. It was night and day. Night and day with these kids, you know what I mean? Kids these days, right, Nick? You can start saying that now, too. Kids these days? Because me and you, we had to go to school. I Five guess, days a week. I guess some more now, or sometimes <laughs> they go one day and not that one. It was a mess, man. Back but I just, I just knew they, she flew through those courses. She did the best ever on those online things. So I'm saying these kids, high school kids, are taking advantage of this, too. Because I guarantee you this Quinn Ewers down in Texas was flying through Online courses, because that's what he's doing now. So we can get to Ohio State. 913-576-7610 is the phone number. Coming up next, Denny Matthews joins uh, Carrington each and every Monday. He gave his thoughts on losing Danny Duffy. What did Jorge Soler mean, if anything? We'll do that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Big and IJ Binkley. Nick Price producing the operation. Three days away from NFL football in the Hall of Fame game. I will say this, Nick. <laughs> like getting chosen for it, you'll be you know, spotlighted. But I don't think Dallas and Pittsburgh really care, right? All I know is they have four preseason games now. Remember, they shut it down three games this year. Mm-hmm. So every other team has three. But if you got the Hall of Fame game, you normally would have five instead of four. So now you're still playing four. Better than five. <laughs> Better than five. But you know, people find a way to complain any which way. Denny Matthews, I mentioned the voice, the Hall of Fame voice of the Kansas City Royals, joins Carrington at 3 o'clock each and every Monday. And it's always, always a good listen because he's seen it all with this team. And his thoughts on Danny Duffy getting moved from the Royals. Well, number one, what a great teammate he is to everybody that played with him a leader in a sense of the pitchers and uh, always somebody that you could go to as a pitcher for advice or whatever you needed and he was always there to help good stuff he had some problems staying healthy that's not unusual for pitchers in this day and age so you can't discount him for that but he's going to a team that he rooted for as a kid so that had to make it a little bit easier. I know it was very tough on him. He always said that he wanted to be a Royal his entire career. Not many players are with one team exclusively throughout their entire major league career. So he is certainly not the exception. And I think he'll do well if he stays healthy. He's going to help that team. They're a contending team. That has to excite him. But I know that uh, leaving the Royals was uh, a hurtful he was with the Royals throughout his entire career, and so it's tough. It's always tough. Players will tell you when they're moved, the first time is always the hardest. 
and I'm sure he's going through that right now. That's a guy uh, that's been calling every single one of Danny Duffy's appearances since he's been in the major league. Every one of George Brett's appearances, how McCray, because he is the original voice of the Kansas City Royals. I thought this was an interesting question by the fellows, uh, or by Carrington. Was there ever a level that you thought Danny Duffy didn't get to? Like, was there a certain bar? Because we've all seen the flashes with Duffy. Does he think there was another level he could have gotten to with the Royals? Yeah, I think that's fair. And I think he probably would agree with that. But uh, what were his expectations? And you mentioned the injuries, and I think that probably hampered him more than anything in that regard. If he'd have remained healthy for the better part of his career here, I'm sure the numbers would have been much better, and it's just very, very difficult. You can't pitch when you're hurt, and uh, if you try it, well, you're going to get lit up by the opponent. doesn't work, and uh, I think Duffy would say, yeah, I-, I wish my numbers had been better, but there were extenuating circumstances. Denny Matthews also gave his thoughts on Jorge Soler. And here's the franchise's single-season home run leader. He's got the record. What about Jorge Soler not putting it together this year? He did at the end. And you know what, Nick? I think that last little stretch is the reason the Braves got it. But aren't you a little bit concerned if you were a Braves fan that now Soler is not a DH, he's got to play? Like, he's he's a liability in the outfield, but now he's got to play in the outfield? Oh, yeah. I, I think mean, this guy's this guy, this why the DH needs to be in both leagues, but that's just my opinion. Absolutely. I agree with you on that. I also think that this they might be thinking of maybe using him for some pinch hit situations pinch and stuff like that, which, which is I not mean, his bag either. Yeah, but I mean, guy who can hit a home run at any moment, especially yeah. when he was heating up like that. I I, we'll I see. see why they made the move. I, I don't know why the the players union hadn't come to this because guys like you know pool holes and and like it, Jorge Soler. I mean, just open up the jobs for the guys that really can't play in the field, but can hit can hit. Here's Denny's thoughts on Soler. Yeah, he he was an anomaly. I'll put it that way. He, if he didn't hit a home run, he didn't help you win a game in a lot of other ways. Let's let's dissect that for a minute. Did he hit for a high average? No. Did he hit for power once in a while? Yes. Was he a good runner? No. Was he a good defender? No. Was he a good base runner? No. Was he fast? No. There's a lot of no's I'm just throwing at you right there. So... The point is, he's a very uh, one-dimensional player. And if he isn't going to hit 240 to 50 with the home runs, then he's a detriment, in my opinion. Was he a great pinch hitter coming off the bench? No. Um, the Braves, National League, well, they probably will next year, but I was going to say they don't have the DH, and that's that's the best you can do because he doesn't defend that well. So the Braves are not going to get a designated hitter, and the best they can do is stick him out in the outfield and hope for the best. But, uh, yeah, the power, a lot of times that mesmerizes people. You say, oh, boy, you can do that all the time. Well, nobody can really do that all the time, and we certainly have, have seen the, the minuses for Soler, I think the guys enjoyed him in the clubhouse. I think he was a, kind of a quiet guy, but uh, not a bad teammate. But, uh, yeah, I, and I don't think it's going to hurt the Royals that much because, as I said, the, the elements of of helping a team with regard to 
how you play are just really not there. And there's Denny telling it like it is. Good stuff there from Denny Matthews, the full interview. On demand, 16sports.com or the all-new Odyssey app. Coming up next, though, shift of gears. We'll talk about the offensive coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs, Eric Bieniemy, and really one of the big reasons why I think people are kind of sleeping on some aspect of this team. Yes, they're Super Bowl favorites, but I still think they're sleeping on a certain aspect. But listening to Eric Bieniemy wants me to makes me want to run through a wall again. Tell you why next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.